Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Blueprint to Canton. This is, as usual, Nelly at a Nelly Ticks on Twitter. Um, I guess your typical host for this. Uh, riding solo today. Um, welcome to the off season. This is, in my opinion, the most fun part of the the campus to Canton season. Uh, it's the college off season. Uh, now, I, I'm sure some of you listening to this hit this first week after the playoffs end and you're ready to take a break and you're done. And I actually think there's value in taking a break for sure. Like if you're cooked, you need a break, you take a break. But for those of you who do that, I would encourage you to uh, do some things first before you do that. And for those of you that uh, take no days off, take no breaks, then this will be perfect for you. Basically, what I'm going to talk about here is uh, essentially what I do to start the off season. I think it's really important that you kind of take care of some things right when the season ends, right when you are super intimate and knowledgeable about your roster and and uh, what it might look like in the future, and uh, especially when the NFL season is still going on. Um, and, and so we'll get into that more and more. Um, uh, first, I guess, I, because the, the most recent episode of this, I did talk about how my teams were doing, and things were looking great, right? I, out of 10 leagues, I was in playoffs in eight. I had buys in six. Um, and honestly, things did not go great for me, and that's just how it goes sometimes. I only got two of those eight teams into, um, into the finals, uh, I had I had six teams in semifinals, and only two of them made it uh, to the finals, which is frustrating. And then I I only won one of those two finals, so only cashed in two. But that's still two of ten leagues, and I I made up more than I paid into my uh, into my college side buy-in. So even in a disappointing year like this, it's still not a negative year. Um, and honestly, like I think if if this year played out. 10 times, I think only winning one league and coming in second in another league um, would be a, a very low outcome rate. I think that's very low on the range of spectrums, on the range of outcomes that could have happened. But it happens. Variance happens. Um, ran into some buzzsaws. Buzz didn't have any Jane Daniels myself. So um, it happens. And, and I'm going to probably review how things went a little bit further to see if maybe there's something I was missing out on. But ultimately, I think some things you just can't control and variance happens. Um, but anyway, let's let's talk this first week of the offseason. So I think the the most important thing that you can do right now is take a look at your roster or rosters, but one roster at a time. Take account for how many roster spots you have. Take account for how many players you think are graduating and or leaving for the NFL. Um, and then take account for how many picks you have for the upcoming supplemental. And basically what you want is to absolutely have as many picks for the supplemental as you do players leaving. Ideally you want more, but you need as many picks as you have players leaving. Uh, that's incredibly important so that you don't have just empty roster spots going into next year. Um, if you don't have that, what I'd recommend you do is, because the NFL season is still alive, you have some NFL assets that are still, still tradable, go ahead and 
move those borderline useless NFL assets. Or if you're making NFL trade, just get like a 12th round pick uh, in the supplemental draft added. Get a 15th round pick in the supplemental added. Um, another idea that you can do is move your fifth round supplemental pick for an eighth round and a 10th round, you know, like get the volume of the picks, the more picks, the better. And at the bare minimum, you need to have enough picks to fill all the holes that you'll have in your roster, um, this upcoming year. Uh, additionally, on top of that, what I would recommend doing is going through your players that will be returning and, basically counting up the dead weight guys that provide no value to your roster they're no longer they're no longer devi assets but and they're also not contributing in cff they're basically just dead weight and those are guys that ideally you don't want on your roster so those are guys that ideally again you you cut and you draft to replace and so um take account for the amount of those guys that you have and get draft picks to cover that as well. You know, so if you have 15 guys graduating and then you have 10 more guys that are dead weight on your roster, what you want is you want 25 picks going into the next year. And that's easier said than done. Um, but it's certainly accomplishable. These late round supplemental picks are super cheap. Some players have supplemental picks to burn, have more supplemental picks than they have roster spots. And so you can buy these picks for super cheap. Um, but this is the... the in my opinion, one of the single most important things in campus to Canton is having these, having these, um, basically not waste, wasting roster spots, having enough picks to completely churn your roster to get rid of anyone who's useless and to fill it with someone who might have some sort of utility, whether that be CFF or, or Debbie. Um, so yeah, the best time to do this is right now because one, the players, on your roster are super fresh in your mind. You know who they are. You know what they might provide you. The season's still going on. It's just no longer CFF season. Um, and two, it's it's still fresh in other people's minds as well, and the NFL season is going on, so it might be easier to make those trades. Um, but this is this is something I do every single year. I have a spreadsheet set up where I have um, all my returning players. I have all my all my leaving players, uh, I have all my deadweight players who I want to cut if possible, and I have the count of my draft picks, and I go through all of my rosters, and I basically figure out where I need more draft picks, and, um, and, and I take care of that as soon as possible, because I, I'm someone who can't do this 365 days a year. I like taking some time off in the offseason um, just to avoid getting burned out. Um, but so I don't, I don't want to have to worry about this during the off season, like during the true off season when nothing's going on. Um, you could do this later on, right? But it hits a point in the off season where things are stale. People are caring more about drafting and those draft picks become more valuable because everyone's excited for the draft right now. People aren't thinking about that supplemental draft yet. You offered, or you, you throw in a 15th round, uh, supplemental pick coming back on your side um, for an NFL trade that that is um, more significant value wise, and they're not going to think twice about about declining it because that asset's getting added in. Um, the other thing I would do is, I mean, the portal is in 
is in full throttle right now. It's just going to get crazier and crazier. Um, the, the top CFF guys tend, especially the young top CFF guys, they tend to portal and transfer up. We saw that this past year. Uh, we saw it in previous years. And uh, there's this provides so much uncertainty. I think it it's a, a good thing and a bad thing for us C2C players because it's it's a it's a better avenue for college players for for G5 college players to hit devi relevance right like a guy playing at Toledo we don't know how good they are cuz they're playing against MAC competition every week but if a guy from Toledo transfers up and plays at um I don't know Penn State plays at Indiana, plays against Big Ten opponents every week rather than MAC opponents, we get we can get a much better sense of the true talent of these guys. And so the, the players know that as well. And so a lot of these G5 guys transfer up. Uh, but the harsh reality of it is some of these guys aren't good enough, right? Like they were good G5 guys, and that's about all they can be. They're just average Power 5 guys now. So it's one of these things where these players that you have that are once heavy CFF, like strong CFF assets become influx, right? Like you get guys who transfer and become completely useless because they're no longer CFF relevant and they're not Debbie assets. Like a guy like Carson Steele comes to mind as someone who was a stud and transferred up and it didn't really work out Debbie wise. Uh, but you also get guys like, um, like Tez Walker transferring to, to North Carolina where he, he truly elevated his, his Debbie ceiling. Uh, but I guess as players come out and as they hit the portal, uh, uh, I think there's there's advantages to be found if you have strong evaluations for the players. You know, tr- some traits transfer better than others. A guy like Tez Walker was successful because he has the speed. Speed is speed in the MAC. Speed is speed in in the ACC. Speed is speed in the NFL. Uh, and we if we have verified times that a player is good, that's something that's going to transfer pretty well. Uh, but a guy like Carson Steele was not a speed guy, right? He was a bruiser in the MAC, and then all of a sudden he's playing in the Pac-12 against defenses that are at least better than the MAC, and it's just like things aren't going as well. So some traits transfer better than other traits. Um, but I think it's a decent time to unload on some of these guys because I think more often than not, these G5 transfer-ups to P5 schools end up – like not quite irrelevant, but they become not quite Debbie assets and not quite CFF assets. They're kind of these guys that have a little bit of value on both sides, but in reality, it's, it's not that much. And so I think these are players that are, that are good to trade away more often than not. Like in years past, you had guys like Jacob Cowling, Zachary Franklin, guys who were studs at their, at their G5 schools and transfer to P5 schools and are still pretty good. I mean, it, it's differing for each of those wide receivers, but they're still pretty good. But it's hard for these guys to ultimately hit the heights of a truly de- uh, Debbie-relevant player, a guy who's going to go in the first couple rounds. Um, and it's going to be hard for them to produce as well at a, at a P5 school as they did at a G5 school because the opponent is different. So more often than not, these are value decreases but I think a lot of people see them as potential value increases um, because it's like oh now they might have Debbie 
Devi uh, potential, and it's it, the, the 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 fact of the matter is probably not. So like already, guys like guys like Chris Mitchell from FIU have entered the portal, who is a stud CFF guy. He's going to transfer to a Power Five school, I would assume. There will be excitement about now. He has some Devi potential, and maybe there will still be CFF um, CFF production, and that might be the case. But I think you're probably better off selling off the hype this offseason than holding the asset. And there will be times that you get burned by that, as there are with every every type of asset. But um, this, I, I think more often than not, it's a good rule to follow to move on from those types of guys. Um, I guess that's it to start the offseason. Really, there's not that much you have to do to start. I just really think it's important that you take account for your rosters and make sure you have the picks to truly replenish your rosters because if we're going to follow the, the kind of guidelines that we've talked about for weeks and weeks now of truly replenishing every year and competing every year, you need the picks to do it to make sure that you don't have wasted roster spots uh, on your on your roster because if you don't, other players will. Um, cool. So as we as we get going through this off season, um, there's obviously going to be a lot of draft talk. I think there will be some freshman talk. It's something that I'm not very familiar with, but obviously there are other guys at campus to camp that are really good at that. I'd like to get into some macro level strategy of like archetypes of freshmen that matter um, rather than like, here's how you watch the the film for these high school guys. I think that's, that's some guys cup of teas, but I don't think that suits the needs of what this podcast is basically aiming to produce. Um, but yeah, the, the off season, again, it's super fun. Uh, it is a long time. Um, but this is where your CFF seasons are ultimately won or lost. It's it's putting in the work in the off season, so yeah. All right, that'll do it for this episode. I know it's a short one, but I'm talking to myself, and again, it's it's the start of the off season, and I think it's it's good to just cover what I think needs to be covered at this moment in time. So um, definitely cover a lot more in in the coming weeks and months. But for now, uh, have a good one.